and the Indians clinging to a one-run lead. Fuck! You scared the fuck out of me, you piece of shit! I would like to elect you president. Five weeks, you're gonna fly against the best fighter pilots in the world. You were number two, Cougar was number one. Cougar lost it, turned in his wings. You guys are number one. Hey, Goose, you big stud! That's me, honey. Take me to bed or lose me forever. Oh, Jesus. That's Serena over there. And that's Naomi, and we are the hosts of Weird Mythic Podcast. Yes, we are. Our show, Weird Mythic, covers stories about cryptids, which is what brought us together to create the show. But we also like to talk about anything paranormal and strange that happens in the world. We post episodes every Sunday on different topics, and we would love to have more listeners. We're on all podcast platforms, and you can find us on all social media sites as well. Give us a listen, send us some personal stories to share on the show, and we will love you forever. Yes, we will. We would love some personal stories, some cryptid encounters, and we hope that you listen and tune into the show. You can listen to Weird Mythic Podcasts wherever you get your podcast fix. Damn it, I forgot to set it up. Oh, here we go. Now, I would like to introduce the one, the only, me. Hey, Squiddies, it's Dre from Tattoo Squid Podcast. Yes, that podcast. Um, here with Recasted Podcast, the host, Wayne. You know, here. Thank you for showing up and being on the show and and all that jazz. Oh, I'm happy to be here. It's uh, pretty exciting. I always like going on and doing other people's shows because I'm kind of the main guy on my show. So I do all the editing and I do all the back behind the scenes stuff. And so getting to go on somebody else's show and I'm like, oh, all I gotta do is talk and then I'm done. (laughs) Wait a minute. Editing? What's that? I don't even fucking do that (laughs) shit. You know, (laughs) it is what it is. You know, it's like it's raw. It's uncut. It's and put it right out the door. 
you know, that's it. So, you know, they hear it, they see it. You know, the only thing I do, like, I don't even call it editing wise. I just call it like adding stuff to it. You know, it's, uh, you know, like the beginning, like I'll have the, the episode, like say on the audio version, put it right there. Then whatever we talk about, you know, I'll find some kind of snippet, like kind of like sound effects or soundboard stuff. And I'll just put that stuff in there and a couple of promos here and there. And then it plays the episode and then it does a little bit more and then it's done. Right. So it's kind, that, of like, kind of like what we do, I think, uh, because we do the movie podcast, I add a lot of movie clips into each episode because we recast certain characters. So I'll put a clip of them talking in the movie. Yeah, 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 definitely. You know, it's like, a little bit here sometimes it's like a little um like if you like a like a favorite band or something i'll play like a snippet or even like a song from the band you know just put it on there and then you know like terminator would come out and go i'll be back and then you know you know sound effects and then i tried making some other stuff up like uh you know meanwhile behind this facade of this innocent looking books you know the, not the bookcase but it's called a podcast you know so, but uh, yeah, I try to throw a little bit here, a little bit there and there, you know, and, and it kind of brings it in. And a lot of people say like, I like what you did with that. You know, I'm like, all right, cool. I'll keep on doing it. Yeah. So, but um, so what is your, what's the most craziest movie that you kind of like recasted? Um, so crazy is a weird term. I mean, Ocean's Eleven, because you've got, 11 big stars that you're recasting and you have to find 11 other people to replace those giant stars with. Yeah. Uh, that was tricky. Uh, then there's some of my favorite movies way back when our first episode ever was major league. Cause that's my all time favorite movie. Yeah. And so now I'm trying to recast people in a movie that I think there's nothing wrong with and I would never remake, but just for the sake of the show, we had to do it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's like, but, uh, and it's just, you're the host or you got like, like other people involved. No, so it's me and Jesse. Uh, Jesse B is my co-host on every episode. And occasionally we'll have a guest host. So we've had Kyle from Movie Wars on. We've had Stephen Doyle from These Films Are the Juice. A uh, few different other podcasts, movie podcast people have come yeah. on and done a recast with us. I think uh, Dave and James from Field of Screens podcast, they've done two of them with us. Oh, yeah. Nice. And uh, the, the the last one, not the one that you just mentioned, but the one before the Juice um uh the podcast something with the juice i think it's called or oh yeah uh, Stephen doyle these films are the juice Me, oh, that's right you're gonna be doing an episode probably after this one i guess or probably on sunday yeah so uh, tomorrow we're doing a tom cruise movie draft and it's basically you have to take two movies from the 80s two from the 90s two from 2000s two from 2010 so eight picks total and it's me steve who's the host of that show and then the 80s movie podcast is joining us. So it's the three of us are going to pick our own roster and it's a snake style draft. And I'm pretty confident because Tom Cruise is my favorite actor. So I, I know what I want is my first pick. I'm like, eh, I'll disclose it. Cause by the time this comes out, they won't hear it, but a few good men. Yeah. I really, I really want a few good men. Uh, that's my number one on my big board. And then Jerry Maguire is number two. If I can get those two movies, it doesn't really matter how the rest of them fall out. I, I am partial to cocktail. Yeah. Okay. You know, cocktail and 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 Tom, you know, Top Gun. Yeah, you know, like the very first ones. I mean, well, not very first ones, but I mean, he did a uh, risky business. Yeah, that, one, the, that uh, was the outsiders. The outs. Oh yes, I forgot what his name was in that one. Uh, uh, he had those messed up teeth back then. No, 
<laughs> didn't we all, you know, back then when we were the leather jackets and all that, and we're trying to go after the soldiers, you know, <laughs> and, and I think that's what it's called. Yeah, the soldiers, you know, and there was Cherry Bomb and, oh, Cherry, I guess, and it's all like that, but it sounds kind of sexual, I don't know. but uh, yeah, we caught out. Oh my God. Imagine you did, you could probably do one for the outsiders. We could. It's, it, it fits the criteria. And again, a lot of big stars who weren't big stars at the time, like the Matt Dillon and Emilio Estevez, Tom Cruise, right? Just a, a loaded yeah. cast. It'd be interesting. Going back, so I had to read The Outsiders in school, and then we watched the movie. Oh, yeah. And for me, watching them, like rewatching it as an adult, though, I was like, it's kind of a slow movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is a slow. It was like one of those more drama. Uh, but it has its actions. It's got its comedy too. You know, it has a mixture. It's a mixed bag that you see on there. You know, like some of us, you know, we read the books and everything else. Nowadays, everybody's like audio books. I'm like, yeah, okay, why don't you just read the book like normal people would do? You know, I mean, I got books and, you know, mine were, you know, obviously my, my book, my first book was like a Stephen King uh thing you know i forgot which one it is because each one of them is really good you know like you had a uh silver bullet or you got christine uh you know skinwalkers whatever you know you get a whole plethora of different stuff he does and then i started venturing into uh more like thriller kind of wise you know not michael jackson but um there's a author is called president childs and they actually do books on like a series. So there's a series called the Pendergast series. So I don't know if you if you want to check out the books or not, but um, Pender, they actually did a movie from one of the books and it's called Relic. Okay. And it's you know, the movie's been, I, I forgot who was in the movie though, but uh, they, they basically is based on a New York City lieutenant and he's teamed up with an FBI agent that kind of looks like somebody that would work in a morgue. You know, he's like that skinny, you know, and he's, he just looks bewildered. Um, but he's very knowledgeable in everything that's weird. And, uh, but with the movie, you know, the lieutenants in there, there's a, a museum of natural history that has all these like artifacts and everything else. And they got some stuff from South America which is some kind of uh, animal that they don't know what it is, but they put it to sleep and everything else, but they thought they did. But this animal attacks people and eats their brains, kind of like Nightmare, Nightmare uh, Night of the Living Dead kind of thing. But the brains of said uh, thing, we call it Incorporated, and he, they, it's a thinking uh, killer, yeah. So he goes, stalks everybody. Now it's like a big, huge, kind of like a rhino-looking apparatus of sorts. So it's a, it's a very interesting uh, movie and it's a very interesting books, you know, to say the least, because it has each one has a different take on whatever, you know. And it's very, like I read the one book, which I didn't know was in the in a series. So I was like reading the one book where it's like the fifth or six books in this, uh, the sixth one in like the, the series or whatever. And I could not put it down. I mean, let alone my wife, when she was sick, she was in the hospital and I had to do something. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go and read this book. 
I just kept on reading it, reading it, reading it, and that was it. And usually, and back then, none of us had uh, uh, cell phones. You know, it's not like, oh, oh, let me go read my book on my cell phone. You know, you know, no, now it's like, you know, okay, bookmarker, you know, and whatnot. So, see, folks, you know, sit down, read a book, you know, <laughs> or or whatever. You know, if I could make a book, man, that'd be great. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> When I was younger, I used to read about a book a day and um, like Lord of the Rings, it took me about three days to read all three books. And the thing that I found, though, is that whenever I would read a book and then watch the movie, it always kind of ruins the movie for me. You know, yeah. if I didn't read the book, then I usually enjoy the movie a little bit more because so I'll give you an example of that as I read The Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown. Yeah. And then the movie came out horrible casting, by the way. I never would have cast Tom Hanks in that role as much mm-hmm. as I love Hanks. But I didn't like the Da Vinci Code movie because I just read the book. But then I watched Angels and Demons, which yeah. was like the prequel. I never read Angels and Demons, so I liked the movie. <laughs> of course, yeah, that, that's what happens. It's like, I like I said, I seen like Relic, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I didn't know it was it was like the book. And then I read the book, and I'm like, okay, you know, I get the simulation of it, but you know, it didn't really have your, uh, you know, like Tom Hanks was in this one, uh, not not in the movie, but like what you were talking about, like he was in, you know, Angels and Demons and the Da Vinci Code. But then this one was like, it wasn't really like a a familiar kind of cast, so it kind of worked, you know, for uh, for somebody that was watching it, you know. And I'm like, all right, cool, you know. But and and folks, I, I know you. Yeah, I've said this many times, and and uh, I just I I try to sway away from like rebooted movies. But if, the, if there's like a movie that's really good and it's a classic, just I know Hollywood has no original thought in their minds <laughs> because they like to re, remake everything. You know, it's like, oh, no, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, let's do another one. Which the, the one they did with, uh, oh, I forgot the guy's name. I'm not good with names, but he's very short. He was in... Uh, the movie, uh, it's like, a, a, you know, Dr. Manhattan. Um, uh, there's like a slew of others. One guy looks like Batman, but he's not Batman. There's a Joker uh, played by, you know, the guy that was the father of Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the, hold on, I got confused. Well, I know the dad in Supernatural is Jeffrey Dean Morgan, right? Yeah. He's Negan yeah. in The Walking Dead. Yeah, and then, yeah, he was Walking Dead, but, you know, with uh, Lucille. Uh, but and there was the uh, wait, hold on. Let me. Good thing with uh, you know, computers, you can look up shit in the in a in a split second. Uh, yeah, we call. Okay, so Doc Manhattan, Watchmen. Mm-hmm. You know the movie, The Watchmen. So ah, uh, so then uh, you know, Jackie uh, Earl Haley. Yeah. Okay. So it was uh, you know, he was. Uh, uh, the, the thing I was trying to say was, and I completely like, forgot. A remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, yeah, remake and all that. It was, uh, oh, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. So the guy that played uh, Horshack, mm-hmm. you know, and then he played Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, we call he was playing Freddy Krueger, but I've never known Freddy Krueger to be five foot tall. <laughs> like he was small. He was smaller than the women that he was going after, mm-hmm. you know, in the movie. And I'm like, oh, this is so bad. Like really bad. I'm like, really? Come on. You might as well just get the midget from Leprechaun to go in there too while you're at it. <laughs> you know. Well, 
and my whole take on remakes is if it was a movie that was very CGI driven, then obviously okay. our technology is so much better now. Go ahead and oh, try yeah. to remake it. But even then, they can still mess it up. And I'll give you an example is one of my all time favorite 80s movies is Robocop. Yeah. And they remade it in 2014. And I watched it. It was trash. It was absolute garbage. Oh, yeah. And the first one wasn't like an Academy Award winning movie by any stretch, but it was just so much better than the remake. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the guy uh, the guy was in the uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know. House of Cards. He was running for president. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't really a fan of House of Cards for some reason. Maybe because it's like a political thing. I'm not really one for that. So I don't know. <laughs> Are you a political per- person, there, Wayne? Um. Not really. So well. So my whole thing is I tell people when in political, I like to have political debates with people. Yeah. But my whole take on it is I'm a very middle of the road guy. I, I don't assign a label like not Republican, not Democrat, not left wing, not right wing. I consider myself a free thinker. I'm like, let me give me each individual topic. I'll explore it and I'll come up with an idea. And I'm more than happy to talk to other people about how they feel about it. And when I say debate, there's a lot of trolls out there who just like to argue with you and oh, nobody okay. say anything. My whole thing on this is like, if you disagree with somebody, whether it's politics, whether it's religion, whether it's sports, but sometimes it's more heated than politics. But yeah. If you disagree with somebody, it's for one of two reasons and only two reasons. Either they have different information than you do, in which case, why don't you listen to them and hear what their information is that they have? I mean, you can incorporate that into your belief. Or number two is they have the same information, but because of their life experiences, they're interpreting it differently than the way that you interpret that information. So Mm -hmm. again, why not have a conversation and say, hey, I'm just trying to understand why you're seeing it this way when I see it this way. And there's no disrespect meant. And but because, like you said, those topics are such hot button that even if you question somebody a little bit, you know, they, they, they lose their minds. You know, I'm oh, just yeah. trying to get information. Oh, I got I got a friend of mine that's like that. And I'm not naming any names. You know, it starts with an S. But uh, <laughs> he's, he, he, I mean, he doesn't mean to go into it, but like he'll watch like stuff on TV. Like they show the news and all that. Then he'd be like, you're a dumbass, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, just telling you the, the news. Oh, it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. Da, da, da. And I'm like, then I, I try to give my opinion and then he just cuts it down. Mm-hmm. And because, like, oh, you got to see it this way. You're not really a poet. I'm like, I'm not because I don't give a shit. Because I haven't really, myself, I haven't even, like, when I first voted, I first voted when I was like 19, when you could be able to do the voting. And that's the last time I voted, you know, I'm like, I'm 49. I'm going to be 49, um, you know, in like two months. And I was like, I still haven't voted because honestly, there's no way around that I, you know, see that I kind of liked, you know, I mean, Clinton. Okay, fine. You know, at least he got laid. I don't know. But, you know, and then all of a sudden now you got Trump, which I thought it was a joke because I was like, I lived in Pennsylvania. I moved back. And, and you know, I'm like, I might as well stay with my mom and dad because I have no money for, how, I forgot how expensive Long Island is. And, you know, so I'm sitting there and watching, and I come home and I bring beer and I'm looking at my mom's watching the presidential thing, you know, and I'm like, so how many people are supposed to be in this democratic thing? And all that? it's like, it's supposed to be, I don't know. I don't know. I think it might be five or six, whatever, but it turned out there's like 15 you know, like it's like astronomical, and and then I look and I'm like, well, what the fuck's Donald Trump doing there? You know, I was like, is he is he spreading an old word that he has a TV show coming out? I don't know. You know, and that's what I thought it was. 
He's like, no, he's running for president. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, I'm going to drink my beer in peace. Well, history repeats itself. And if, if I had to quote a movie, you think of Back to the Future, and he's like, okay, future boy, who's the president in 1986? It's Ronald Reagan. The actor? Yeah. Who's vice president? Jerry Lewis? I <laughs> know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, look, and I'm like, what the fuck? You know, and it, it was just like, because uh, I like the, the the memes that they have for, uh, you know, movies now. Or not movies, like, like real life. I've seen one um it was uh back to back to the future taking a reference that yeah so there's a back to the future spot where you know doc's sitting in the delorean and there's marty and he goes marty and he goes doc where are you going he goes because i'm going back to 1998 i'm gonna fill up my tank you know <laughs> you know so it's like that that thing where they make the memes for our time but you know it's pretty much the same reference of like back to the future you know it's like Oh my God, we got to do something about your kids. You know, <laughs> you know, your kids, Marty, you know, yeah, they're going to be idiots. <laughs> uh, to touch on what you were saying, though, about like uh, not voting. So I went through a stretch as well where I didn't vote because I just, again, fed up with everything, sick of everything you've seen on TV, yeah. you know, and you just kind of get tired of it. But then, so ever since I was a kid, and even to this day, one of the things on my bucket list is I would love to run and ideally win for US Senate. I would love to be a US Senator. Hmm. And if I'm going to do that, I can't abstain from voting. I have to be like, listen, I'm voting because that's what I do. And I've had the conversation with my daughter because uh, she's like, I'm not going to vote. I said, well, why won't you vote? And she said, well, because I, I won't like anyone who's running. I was like, so you can vote for anybody, you know? Yeah. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, like, she was like, who did you vote for? She was, did you vote for Biden? She asked me, right? I said, huh. no, I, I didn't vote for Biden. And she goes, oh, so you voted for Trump? I said, no, I didn't vote for Trump either. Huh. And she goes, so you didn't vote? I said, no, I did vote. <laughs> said, yeah, there is another there, person there yeah there's, there's, there's a write-in um I, I voted for tulsi gabbard you know uh, i really liked her and uh i said you can vote for anybody you want you can vote for your best friend it's like it doesn't matter like if you think there's somebody that's worth putting on the ballot and then, then write them in and again you'll get those people who say well that's you're gonna waste it then no i'm voting for who i want you know and yeah. and garth brooks sings a song where he says you know i'm not doing this to change the world i'm doing this to show you that the world won't change me i'm gonna sure. do what i think is right yeah, exactly. You know, I try to think of, uh, you know, stuff that I'm like, nah, but then all of a sudden you're going to have, like, you're definitely going to have those people that's on the outside that knows everything about politics and everything else. I don't really, I don't really give a shit. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be like, listen, if they're going to run the place, okay, fine. I'm like, yeah, now it's like, okay, the gas is fucking up there. And I'm like, all right, you know, it's kind of late for it now to be able to be for the vote something, but you know, I honestly don't want to have like a crazy, you know, infomercial looking president, mm -hmm. you know. And then I figured, oh, well, maybe this guy has a chance, whatever. I don't know. So, but now we know what's going on. And actually, what's funny when you look at the, the gas tanks, and I don't know if you have this, or but, but like in Long Island, there's like this you go to this gas tank and there's like a sticker and there's Biden, you know, going like, I did that, you know. <laughs> I've seen those uh, tacked up around. And, and it's funny because I tell people, I say, you know, the, the president to me mm. is a figurehead. You know what I mean? He doesn't really do anything. No. And so it's it's funny when I, I saw somebody once, they, you know, one of these people who was, uh, let's say, right wing. Like I said, I'm not either. So it's like, they're, but they're right wing. And they posted this thing and it said, you know, President Biden signs a bill that says you can't, whatever, use racial slurs or something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but something like that. Yeah. And they said, well, come on, like, you know, this is what he's using his time for. 
I said, well, you understand that it passed unanimously through the House and the Senate. So he has to, by law, sign it. He can't veto it. It's got too many votes. So what would you like him to do? But they just posted the headline. He signed this bill. So they're like, oh, look at what he did. No, he has to sign it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The House of Representatives and their families are like, they run the show, basically. But, you know, I mean, everybody sees it differently. I I just see it for a fact that I'm like, okay, this guy is just basically doing a job like everybody else is doing a job. And the bosses are pretty much the Senate or House representatives or whoever, you know, from what I think. But, you know, my opinion doesn't matter because everybody else is going to have a different opinion about it. And then they're just going to bark at you. Here's my question. Here's a question. If there was a movie about a president, which there usually is, there's usually, you know, like, uh, not Kurt Russell, uh, 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 Harrison Ford was a president, you know, um, you know, Murtaugh, I forgot what the full name is. Uh, he was president when, you know, the whole, you know, everybody like fucking got killed in the, the you know, a certain explosion kind of thing with the, uh, was it oh, 20? Yeah. It was like White House has fallen or whatever. Olympus has fallen. Yeah, or something like that. And then, and then you had certain ones uh, that was, you know, like, like 2019 with John Cusack, you know, <laughs> and all that. Who would you recast? as a president like say for now like if you had to go and cast a president and the vice president and whoever for this day and age who would you recast now am i recasting just anybody in the world or it has to be an actor uh i don't know i mean you know you you pick it you know you're you're the good you're the recast and hence the name you know yeah Because obviously it's, it's like if you're like, oh, you got to pick an actor, then it's like, oh, man, I got to try to think of like actors. And for, for me, the big thing is just, you know, who's going to be really open minded to everything and, and to not shoot anything down, but to like listen, who's patient, you know, who's kind. And again, because it, it's a spur of the moment question, I'm just going to go with if I use anybody in the world, I'm picking Garth Brooks. Right? Uh, he's my guy. And uh, he's a guy who he's from Oklahoma. So he's from a ver- and he's a cowboy, right? He sings country music. He's yeah. from he's from a very right wing background. But if you listen to him, he's uh, more of a, a left wing or a moderate. You know, he's very big pro LGBTQ. He's, um, you know, and he's pro obviously anti diseases. You know, his mom died of cancer. So he's very outspoken about like saving, you know, people. Oh, yeah. That kind of stuff. And, but everything that I see him in interviews, he's so gracious and kind. Uh, you know, a guest comes on, he takes his hat off when a guest comes on before he shakes his hand because he thinks it's rude to leave your hat on. Oh, yeah, he definitely, yeah. Just, and when he, I, one of the things I watched this interview with him where a lady was up in the stands, I said, hey, Garth, you had your birthday like a month ago, right? Said, well, one of our fans up in the stands here got you a present. And so he stands up and he takes his hat off. He's like, oh, that's so nice. And she brings it down and it's Taco Bell bucks. She's like, I read somewhere that you like Taco Bell, so I got you these Taco Bell bucks, right? And he told her, he goes, hey, he goes, hang around after the show. You and me are going to find a place to use these together. Yeah. You know? but he does stuff like that all the time he's he signed autographs for 36 hours straight one time i mean it, oh, it's yeah, yeah. bananas and so he just seems like a very kind and, and open-minded person so i would pick him um and if it had to be an uh, an actor i would probably go with somebody like a mark ruffalo right who's a really smart guy um but very chill and laid back somebody i would avoid would probably be like uh i don't know danny treo i don't know maybe a little scary for me <laughs> You never know. He might be like a president or something. Now, if Garth Brooks was like president, would he be wearing the cowboy hat or would he not be wearing the cowboy hat? I mean, Bush still wore the cowboy hat, so why not? 
Well, yeah, that's true. Now, I haven't seen him wear a cowboy hat that much. I yeah, it depends. Like, if you're in the State of the Union, probably not. But, like, you know. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, like, if he was going to wear it, like, he wears it, like, all the time. Is he going to wear it, you know, like he wears on stage and then takes off when he's doing it? Or if he wears it going to do a function or whatever, I'm like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> I, I think if, if he was the president which i think would be against his will he wouldn't want to do it but if he was the president i think that he would not wear a hat and i've always seen him either wear the cowboy hat or a baseball hat all yeah. the time i don't yeah. even know what his hair looks like to be honest with you. probably receding a little bit you know sorry garth i'm not saying anything <laughs> bad about it. you know i'm just saying that you probably have to like a, a little receding but uh so and then all right so garth brooks was president and you said that probably uh mark ruffalo would be president as well or are you talking about like a vice president oh no if i had to pick an actor instead of a real person oh okay okay yeah yeah all right so mark and then you know especially when he gets mad and you don't want to see him when he gets mad (laughs) you know then the whole comes out and it's like crush that bill okay well you know who Uh, uh, hugh jackman's another really kind person but he's from australia so he couldn't be president no yeah that, that's true you can't really do that and uh you know danny Trejo, i'm like you, you know i can see that a little bit you know even music wise they have uh there's a i don't know what music i, mean, I know you're probably like country you know you're talking about garth brooks mostly uh but is there any other music uh tastes I listen to everything. I mean, I grew up in a house. Actually, the house I grew up in was anti-country. Like my parents were like, "We're never going to let you listen to country music." Uh-huh. And uh, I obviously get to high school, you listen to what your friends listen to. Yeah. And uh, I I like everything. So I I'm, I like '80s rock, especially because that's what I was raised on. So Journey is my all-time favorite band. Um, if I'm ever ever in a bad mood, somebody asked this question like, "What do you listen to if you're in a bad mood?" And I said, "I listen to '80s metal, man. I listen to you know, uh, Come On, Feel the Noise by Quiet Riot. I listen to We're Not Going to Take It, you know, because it's hard to be blue when you're banging your head." You know? Yeah, that's true. Now, getting to my point about it with the music and all, since you you hit the nail on the head about like '80s music, the heavy metal one. Uh, oh, what the fuck, Dave Mustaine? Okay. From Megadeth and all that, which has been, you know, he uses political terms somewhat in his music and, you know, peace sells, but who's buying, um, you know, foreclosure of a dream, you know, the, the, the certain songs on there, you know, the Devil's Island, uh, you know, Conjuring, everything else. Uh, there was talks that he wanted to go run for president, you know, but that was like, I think when bush like father bush i think was president where he wanted to become president but now in in retrospect you hear going down the line you never know he might go and run you know because hell if you can have donald trump run for president you can have anybody run for fucking president unless you have the money for it i mean even the rock said that he might run for president i'm like all right there's gonna be gyms open everywhere yeah (laughs) everybody's gonna be buff I always take the approach of I won't discredit anybody on name only. Like, yeah. let me hear what they think about stuff. You know, oh, maybe yeah. they're really intelligent and they know a lot more than you think they know. You know, and so uh, I had said that I like the rock personality wise. So, I yeah. mean, but I don't know what he knows about politics. And if he were to talk and it sounded like he really knew what he was talking about, then yeah, all day long. Uh, I did want to go back actually because I thought of while you were talking. I, anybody in history to be president, I'm going George Carlin. Uh, Carlin would be the best president. He tells it like it is, and it's brutally fucking honest. That is like, I miss that guy, man. I just miss like his whole, his stand up now. Like, if he was going to do stand up now, 
it would blow everybody else out of fucking water <laughs> because he tells it like it is. Yeah. You know, especially when you have Donald Trump or something on there, he'll fucking tell you. You know, he doesn't give a shit. You know, I think he was in a TV show. Of, I think he was a, a cabbie, I think, uh, in a TV show at one point. And, and he was telling his shit, we could, you know, like on there. And it was just funny as hell. It's like, lost a great, you know, comedian. Which would make waves even to this day, like I said. You know, it's like, you know, like Jewish Gooden, you know, put him in there. Uh, oh, but uh, whatever uh, uh, comedians do you listen to or... Yeah, I'm a big comedian, uh, comedy fan in general. Carlin was my all-time favorite. I think he's the GOAT. He's the best there ever was. Yeah. And there's other guys, like modern-day, one of the guys who passed away, another one who we lost way too early. He was only 40 years old when he died, so younger than me now, yeah. was Patrice O'Neill, was incredibly funny. And I thought that it, he was just hitting his stride when he died. Uh, he did Elephant in the Room. He did uh, the Mr. P podcast whatever it was and it was like he was just starting to take off and then mm -hmm. he died and it was unfortunate because he would have been one of the all-time greats uh dave Chappelle, i like louis ck i think is hilarious even though i know he's got some baggage that people don't like but yeah. i think he's he's funny um i don't know just to me funny is funny john mulaney he, he's another funny guy as long as somebody's funny i'll listen and uh like I, said, I like comedy so I'm, I'm constantly going through my phone looking for like stand-up comedians I've never heard of. Uh, Nate Bargatze is another really funny guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, again, very chill, laid-back kind of delivery. Yeah, it's just like, um, there was like someone was, oh, Louis Black. You know, Louis Black is a... Oh, great. Yeah, especially when he's like... Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he has like Tourette's or something, but he's just, he's so funny with it when he gets stuttery and angry. Yeah, and he gets just so fucking angry. He goes, oh, my fucking anger. Son of a bitch. You know? <laughs> I listen to yeah. I listened to one. I was I was laughing so hard uh, that my stomach hurt. He was talking about candy corn, and he was like, "I fucking hate candy corn." <laughs> and it was so funny. He was like, "I don't know where candy corn. I fucking hate it." I'm like, we we're just talking about this. Fuck that shit too. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, George Lopez. Now I love George Lopez. Like the younger. I mean, he's funny now, but I mean, you know, he's been funny all the time. It's like the younger version. And he has that look like, you know, you know like, like he was shocked. You know, I know her, you know. <laughs> and it's just like that comedy special was always, always got me good. We call it just like laughing hysterical. And then, you know, when I was married, my wife would come down the stairs. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm having raviolis. I'm like, it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I'm watching George Lopez. Okay, I'll sit down. Watch you know, <laughs> and, and then she goes, what kind of raviolis? I'm like, meat raviolis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, what is your favorite food? Now we're going to go into foods here. Yeah, okay. that, yeah we go so, over the fucking place on this show. That's fine. Hey, my favorite food is what I think is the majority of people in the world's favorite food, which is pizza. You can't go wrong with pizza. I don't care pepperoni, meat lovers, extra cheese, and as long as there's no vegetables. I can't have vegetables or fruit on my pizza. But meat and cheese, I'm all in. Um, and then of course pasta, anything Italian. If I went to Italy, I'd be 400 pounds. Yeah. And and also, folks, no fucking pineapples. <laughs> Why? Why? Because it's decorative? No. Fuck that shit. I'm going to pull Louis Black. Fuck that shit. You know. <laughs> and I understand people said that they like the contrast of the sweet and the salty, but not my pizza. You know, on candy, okay, but not. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, I, I was watching this, uh, there was this YouTube channel. Uh, I'm not going to get into like the, the describing of the YouTube channel as it is, but there's a girl that, you know, they were eating um, Domino's pizza. So they had all this stuff from Domino's and they're trying to eat and every one of it. And all of a sudden she had one where there's pizza with pineapple on it. And I'm like, who the fuck? And then one guy's like, what? no, 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 don't give me that. that that's disgusting. You know, I'd rather eat the anchovy one. Give me the anchovy one. Fuck the, fuck the pineapple on the pizza. I know I'm gonna have a lot of people going like, what's wrong with pineapple on pizza? It fucking sucks. You know, <laughs> juices on juices. No. <laughs> you know, give me the, we call it the, you know, the, the cheesy bread and, oh, now I'm getting hungry. But uh, <laughs> I just had, we call it, um, oh, not, not the, uh, it's the corn dogs, but they're not really corn dogs. They, it's like sausage with like pancakes wrapped around it. Hmm. You know, like a pig in a blanket? Kind of like a pig in a blanket, yeah. But it is a corn dog, it's called, but it's not like a hot dog in in a in a thing, but it's it's uh you know basically like breakfast on a stick. Okay. So and I, I we got back from the from the grocery store and I'm like, I'm getting hungry. I'm like, you know what? I'm like looking in the freezer and I'm like, I forgot I had these. I'm having three of these. And she goes, That's so unhealthy. I'm like, I'm American. Yeah. <laughs> put it in a microwave for like a minute and a half and it's all good you know and then now we're we're we're, ha- we're gonna have we what you're just talking about italian food we have pasta with meatballs and sauce <sighs> yeah. so it's always good but now also i got the uh cauliflower chicken that sounds all right i i know it sounds right but it's like one of those like uh, those bags that you put in the microwave, uh, the steamer yeah. bags. It's a yeah. steamer cauliflower chicken kind of thing. So I'm like, I grabbed it. I'm like, eh, let's try this out. She goes, really? You're going to try it? I'm like, eh, eh might as well. Yeah. You know, it's funny thing that's food. And we, we just went from comedians to food is I, I listened to a funny thing. It was Bill Burr, who's another funny guy, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, Bill Burr was uh, over in England or somewhere in Europe, and he was doing a stand-up special. And uh, he goes, yeah, I got to say this to you as an American. Uh, Y'all are pretty fat too. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another person that tells it like it is. There's no filter on this guy. There's no filter on George Carlin. There's no filter. Hell, there's no filter on Andrew Dice Clay either. Um, but well, let yeah, me ask we, you about let me ask you about that. I mean, what do you think about the whole cancel culture thing where they're going back and saying, Oh, well, you said this thing back in 1986, so now we're not gonna give you a job anymore. You know what I mean? And like that's 40 years ago. You know? That's like what they did with wrestling too. Like there was a guy that said the N word, yeah. and all of a sudden nowadays that was like thirty, well, like you said, forty years or whatever. And, you know, it's like maybe four years down, forty years down down the line, in the beginning of the career of it, all of a sudden it resurfaces and like, oh, he said this, and then it's like, oh, they took all his shit off the shelf. They did this, they did that, and blah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, it's like years ago i mean it should have been squashed i mean it doesn't matter anymore you know i'm like everybody says stuff now and oh it's not politically correct i guess i don't know well i loved i watched an interview and it was on fox news but it was with patrice o'neill they brought him on and they had asked him because it was right after imus had said the thing about the girls at rutgers um that got him fired and then i think opening anthony had said something about raping condoleezza rice or something like that they made some sort of you know, joke about it, whatever. Yeah. And uh, they asked Patrice O'Neill, I said, what do, you, what do you think about these jokes? Do you think they should be fired and whatnot? He goes, no, don't, don't fire these people. He goes, listen, he goes, funny jokes 
and unfunny jokes come out of the same birth. You can't punish somebody because the joke didn't turn out funny. They were trying to be funny. Yeah. They weren't trying to be malicious. And, and, and that's the way I've always felt about it is if you're making a joke and maybe it's off color or not what we would consider PC today, yeah, right? Yeah. But if you're not trying to hurt somebody, if you're just trying to make people laugh, then I feel like for the most part, you should have a lot longer leash than I feel like the media gives people. Yeah, I mean, they do it to everybody else. Like, oh, you know, you, know, you shouldn't have said that or this and that. But then they, they start, you know, then they can say it whatever they want. You know, there's a, a lot of comedians that say what they want and they don't get, re, you know, reprimanded or whatever. But then with somebody that's not, they're like, oh, you shouldn't have said that. It's like, what? He just said that last week. Oh, yeah, but he's 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 well known. It's like, whatever, you know. I mean, I make fun of, I can, I'll make fun of like anybody, but you know, I'm doing it in a joking way because I don't like to be confrontational. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm more like, like now, I mean, we just, you know, we're bullshitting and everything else and having a great time and which is great. I do that with everybody. I try to, but it's like, you, you're going to get like that one person that's like, oh, well, why you, why you had to say it like that or this and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, I'm not trying to be offensive to anybody. You know, I'm like, right. you know, it, it it's it's funny because you know, it's like your stereotypical. You know, like somebody would say something about, uh, uh, you know, Oriental people, or they'll say something about Russian people, or they'll say something about uh, Indian people and whatnot because it's stereotypical and they, they everybody's making jokes about it. But then you got like say myself trying to make a joke and just comes out wrong, like you said, you know that if it comes out wrong, oh well, you know that you're an idiot, you know. I'm like, what? I just said the same thing this guy said, you know, mm-hmm. but it was turned out in wrong context. So, but um, yeah, Bill Burr, <laughs> you know, he could really you know make a hurting on somebody as well, even if they're just joking around and you're and they're going to come right back at you. It's just like, uh, like the, uh, the hecklers, you know, yeah. if you're a heckler, you would not want to go against Bill Burr or you don't want to go against, uh, uh, M for actually, you know, cause I love that comedian as well. I always want to see him. And I saw him, there's a place called governor's, uh, comedy club. And, and he hit it at park. I was like, I love this one. I'm like, it's better than watching the fucking, you know, the, the hypnotist trying to hypnotize people on stage. I'm like, what the fuck are we watching? <laughs> you know, and then they said, oh, what do you want to see? I'm like, Alan Farrar. And then two weeks later, I got, uh, you know, not an email, but like something in the mail saying, we put, oh, Alan Farrar is going to be at the Governor's Comic Club. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, let's go. You know, and then my wife sat there and she was pounding them fucking like shots of you know ruffle nets and everything else and <laughs> and i'm watching i'm like oh this is great you know no i'm sorry no no she was doing that while we we're watching the uh the the hypnotist like hypnotizing everybody <laughs> you know it was like me my friend and my my wife were just like she's doing shots of like black house or something and rumple mints and i'm she's taking my drink and drink i'm like I don't want to hear this shit either. You know, I'm like, give me my drink back. I'm like, God damn it. You know, and then we were like hammered, but she was more hammered than all of us. So it was like me, me, my, uh, my wife and my friend, uh, Key, we caught it. So he has like this long red hair. He looks like the cowardly lion from like the Wizard of Oz. I'm like, hey, we're like the Wizard of Oz. I'm like, I'm like the scarecrow. I like, my wife is like Dorothy, you know, hence without the dog. 
and you look like the carry the line. He goes, well, who's going to be the tin man? Well, we'll find something. On, we'll find somebody on the way over to the parking line. You know, we're up to see the wizard. <laughs> that guy's got a prosthetic leg. He could be the tin yeah. man. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he's got he painted on the heart. He's got tattoos as a heart on him. Let's get him. You know, <laughs> who's going to be the wizard? I'm like, well, that guy's selling drugs over in the corner. Yeah, he could be the wizard. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how much? $250. Fuck that shit. No, <laughs> I can get it for $1.25. Anyway, <laughs> folks, don't go to a street corner and get drunk. No, no, don't do that. Then Especially can, not for a dollar twenty-five. That's that's not, right, not for a dollar twenty-five. You know, you can get you can get like Midol for a dollar twenty-five. You know, um, <laughs> especially if the guy's name is Black Magic. But uh, yeah, I don't know bad choice of words. But anyway, uh, Bill Burr, and then uh, so we talked about music, and they got the hair metal. Uh, food we covered. I'm trying to figure out what was the only out. Uh, but oh, dumb, stupid of me. Tell us about your podcast. What is it about? <laughs> yeah. uh, so my podcast is called Recasted, which is actually vernacularly incorrect because there's no such big word, word as re- big word. Yeah, no, no such word as recasted. It's actually recast. That's the past tense of recast is recast. Okay. And so uh, I've been told that by casting directors that we've been trying to get on uh, to, to interview. And they'll say that's recasted isn't the word. I'm like, well, it's a catchy name for a podcast, though. <laughs> so, anyways, it's called recasted. And what we do is we take movies. Our rules are has to be at least 20 years old. We'll recast it today in 2022 with modern day actors and actresses. And we can't recast anybody from the original cast, not even in a different role. And we usually don't do anything that has kids in it, only because nobody knows who any child actors are. So it's like, well, we're not going to do like the Sandlot, as fun as that is. Uh, we'll, yeah. We're going to do movies that are more like, you know, adults and, and it's fun. And so we get a lot of people who will get angry with some of our picks, you know, like, how could you pick that guy? And, and, and the, the first bit of controversy we had, we did the movie Armageddon. And this is my co-host Jesse's favorite movie. And yeah. so when I cast a role, I try to think of whose personality and whose acting talents encapsulate the character that I'm recasting. And, you know, Jesse's more like who looks like the guy, but I'm yeah. trying to think, you know, who really in spirit is the same person. So when we did Armageddon and I was recasting the Bruce Willis role, Harry Stamper, yeah, I recast Denzel Washington because I think Denzel has that seriousness like Bruce Willis. Oh yeah. Uh, he comes across as he would be educated about things because he has that kind of studious personality. Yeah. And I just felt like he was a great fit to put into Armageddon. Well, this drew the ire of some people because they felt like I was recasting a minority in the role just to be like, you know, woke or whatever. Yeah. And I had to explain to them, I was like, no, I really think Denzel would be great in this role. I mean, Harry Stamper doesn't have to be white. And, and that's my whole thing when I'm recasting yeah. is I don't take race into consideration unless it needs to be taken into consideration. When we did a time to kill, you can't cast a white person in Samuel L. Jackson's role. Because you, yeah. you can't, you know, it doesn't make sense. But in Bad Boys, theoretically, you could have two white cops in Bad Boys because they don't have nothing in the movie is dependent on their race. Yeah. But anyway, so a little off track. But yeah, so we recast no, 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 movies. But, you know, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, because we could. You can get like anybody that can be going into a strip club or whatever. Any cops, yeah. you know, that could be white, black, you know, Asian, whatever, you know, can go and be that kind of like hip and rock and you know, and still doing their job as a cop. Right, exactly. And we, I actually got into a little bit of a disagreement with one of our guests. We recast the movie Reservoir Dogs. 
And they went ahead and they were making a very racially diverse cast. They had, and and, uh, sexually diverse because we had Angela Bassett was their head guy, you know, the Joe. And then they had, um, you know, black, Asian, one white character. And I said to him, I said, listen, I'm all for doing whatever. I said, I just want to say that my issue with this is if you've watched the movie Reservoir Dogs, I don't know how many times they say the N word, but this is a group of racist white guys. (laughs) So you can't cast a black female lead in a part where they say the n-word derogatorily like it's just you can't. Yeah. but whatever they disagreed with me and that was fine I, I i won that one so it's no big deal yeah yeah we're not gonna name the podcast it wasn't me <laughs> I'll tell you right now it was not me you know i didn't do it you know i would never do it because i got like friends that are like in all different like i can go to a un and make friends everywhere you know that's how you know diverse i am i can you know hang out with somebody that like you're into like you know tupac and all that and they can go to somebody that are into like chinese rock groups or whatever and and whatnot i know it doesn't sound right but (laughs) you know so you know i i can talk to anybody anywhere and you know and whatnot hence the people in germany we go to you know they're hanging out in italy and I can go and talk to them like it's nothing. It's like as long as we have a criteria or a certain thing that we both like, which was metal, and metal makes the whole world go around. And funny story, when I was in Italy, uh, whatever you do, do not wear a rebel hat on your head when you're in Italy because the Italian police are against rebels. Mm-hmm. And I did not notice. I just got the hat because it looked cool. And I wore the hat and I went to, we went to the airport because we're about to leave. I put my, my luggage to be weighed and it was like overweight. So I had to go to a certain area like you always do. You go to another area to get a, a ticket saying it was overweight. Come back, me and my brother-in-law are walking and here's the military Italian police we caught with their AK-47s pointed at me. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, he goes, hi passport passport and i hand my passport and i and i showed him and like ah american you know i'm like yeah but then it's like no this no good you know and they show the hat and i'm like i didn't know i look cool you know i got like that and all of a sudden we walked back and everything was fine and we walked back and my brother-in-law said to my wife his sister it's like your husband almost got his fucking killed I'm like, I didn't know if I was wearing a rebel fucking hat. You know, and he goes, what happened? It's like, oh, military police. They had the AK-47 pointed right at us. And all of a sudden, my wife's like, oh, my God, really? What happened? And I'm like, no, everything was fine. <laughs> I'm like, shit. It, that's the only time I ever thought I crapped myself because I never had a gun like an AK-47 pointed at me, you know? And, like, it's like watching the movie, like, um, mm, don't know what's that smell you know <laughs> so it's like oh i gotta write this one okay uh military police you know in italy but uh have you ever gone to like uh different countries since uh you know just bermuda bermuda is the only one and okay. again loved it but even within this country i haven't traveled as much as i would like i've i grew up on the east coast i grew up in new england so maine connecticut vermont all that stuff yeah, and then I've been to Canada, uh, 
and then I, I guess that's another country, right? Because, but it didn't seem like it when I lived in Maine because yeah. I lived right on the border. So it was just like, it felt like it was like the next city over. <laughs> and then I don't know, I've been to California, Florida, you know, and California is an all country. No, it's good. And it was funny. I mean, every place has their own thing. And it, it, my favorite thing, actually, in New England that I like is that, you know, people are so passionate about sports here in New England. And, I think the one time I was worried about wearing something, because you mentioned wearing the hat, was yeah. right right after the 2010 NBA Finals. The Lakers had just beaten the Celtics in the NBA Finals, and I'm a Lakers fan. Yeah. So I wore my Kobe Bryant shirt like two days after the Celtics just lost to Boston. And I thought, you know, is somebody going to pick a fight with me? But they didn't, actually nobody said anything negative at all. Like it, all the people said was like, oh, cool shirt or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very you know because we're in you know I live in Long Island and I'm a Yankee fan. No way, hate. No way, hate. Okay, don't hate. So you know when it, it's funny when you go and you got your mortal enemies. You got Yankees versus Red Sox. You know that's like the epitome of you know that that'd be a movie right there as it is. You know it's like they're at war with each other and everything else. But then when you go into the game and then they're like, all right, we're all the one and the same and everything else. And it's like Mets versus the Yankees, like Subway Series and all that. You know, you're going to get altercations here and there, but you're like, oh, am I going to get yelled at? Or am I going to get, you know, like beat up because I'm wearing this? Yeah. There was one person that was actually, we were working in the Subway Series. It was like Mets and Yankees. And there was a guy, wore he wore a Red Sox jersey. The only guy wearing in a Red Sox jersey where they had uh, the uh, the bleacher creatures, you know, and everybody was on his, on this guy. You know, the Yankee fans, the Mets fans, they were on the Boston Red Sox fan. I was like, holy shit. But you mentioned California. Now, I got a movie that um, I actually personally like. I watched this when I was younger, and I was trying to find it to this day, and I found it on Tubi. Um, the movie's called Hard Bodies. Okay. And basically, the movie is about, you know, Hard Bodies, as they call them, Hard Bodies is like the hottest, you know, women that's on the beaches. You know, the ones that are like, you know, models and everything else. They go down the boardwalk, they, you know, go on the beach and all they call them Hard Bodies. So there's this mover shaker kind of guy that like lives pretty much like scamming people here and there and um tries to get something and and then starts scoring with the girls but you know kind of like as he calls it you know running dialogue on you know and there's like the not the nerdy guy but he just doesn't seem like he's part of the outfit but he is a native to the where they live so he knows the area he knows everybody about and there's these three older guys that business guys and they're like oh we're gonna go here and meet women oh yeah you know and they try to meet women they were <laughs> in the typical 80s movie too you know like the guy's wearing the cheetah fucking short fucking shorts and all that and you know that head you know the headphones and the walkman and walking around you go hey what's going on you know <laughs> sun lotion everywhere <laughs> and, they, and, the, and the kid is teaching them how to do this running dialogue and doing this and everything else and try to be like the ladies man and i think it went a little bit more perfect than he figured 
Yeah, so all three of them, you know, scoring numbers, getting girls to come over to the house. They're getting laid. They're doing this and that. There's like this one that's kind of heavy set or whatever. And one girl met him and he goes, I don't know, I'm kind of small, you know. And then she looks and like, holy shit. And, you know, he's like, you know, like a porn star looking, you know, type or something. Like a Ron Jeremy kind of person. Yes. Doesn't look like he's anything, but then you're like, whoa, what the fuck? But uh, <laughs> it's just a funniest fucking movie. We call it, I, I love watching it. It's just like, I'm an 80s guy, you know? I Anything that's 80s wise, you know, hence horror movies, like Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Hellraiser, whatever. You know, even it, when they did the miniseries. You know, that's that's my bread and butter. That's what I love to watch. Uh, night actually, which is funny after we just after we just started this, like you know, I was watching Night of the Living Dead. Uh, no, Return of the Living Dead, Necropolis. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is just like awesome to watch. It's not as best as the original, but you know, you take what you can get. You know, yeah. so. But uh, where can they find you at there, my friend of Wayne, not Wayne's yeah. World? <laughs> Although I got called that a lot growing up because of the, <laughs> the movie <laughs> in the series. But no, so if you want to check out Recasted 2.0 is what we call it. And you can find it anywhere that you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. We really like Good Pods because Good Pods really does a good job of promoting those independent podcasts. Um, and so Good Pods is great. Download it. It's free. You can stream or download on Good Pods. Um, you know, Google Podcasts, like I said, any, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, if you look up Recasted 2 period zero, uh, it, our show will come up. And what we've just started doing recently, and, and people seem to like it, is before we recast the film, we review the film first. So mm-hmm. we'll do a 40-minute, 45-minute review episode talking about what we thought about the film. And then a week or two later, we'll do the recast of the film. And so like I said, with Beverly Hills Cop is the next episode we have coming out. And Jesse's never seen it. So it's kind of cool for him to give his thoughts. I've seen it a bunch of times. Yeah, everybody's seen it. We mean I haven't seen it. How old yeah. is this guy? So Jesse's younger than me. So I'm gonna say he's 34, 35. You still could have seen it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, cause he was because we just did Fast Times at Ridgemont High and we had to recast um Judge Ryan. You seen that? Well, he had never seen that before we did the episode. So he uh we had to recast Judge Reinhold in that movie. And he was the the only thing that he knew him from was the Santa Claus as the stepdad Neil. Oh yeah. And I said that's the only thing you know him from. I'm like you didn't see Gremlins. I'm like you didn't see uh, Beverly Hills Cop. And he was like I've I've never seen those movies. I was like we're watching Beverly Hills Cop. We go. <laughs> Gremlins. I'm trying to remember Gremlins with uh, Judge Reinhold. Yeah, he was he worked at the bank and he used to give a hard time to. Uh, oh yeah okay yeah it's like one of those spur the moment things that you don't see them as much or you know fast times at ranchman high that is classic yep judge reinhold yeah and so yeah that was a fun one to recast and, and what's crazy sometimes jesse comes out with some really crazy off the wall picks so i'll give you an example we did the matrix and for the role of neo which was keanu reeves yeah. he cast daniel radcliffe you know harry potter and I thought, really, as Neo? Uh, and he got a lot of crap for that. And so we just did, you know, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And for Mr. Hand, who I think is hilarious in that yeah. film, 
Mr. Hand, I want Greg Kinnear because he always plays kind of that studious teacher type of guy. True. And he's got a comedy background. Yeah. And he went with Rain Wilson or Dwight from The Office. And I just thought that was kind of weird. Well, I don't know. He is funny. He does like some weird shit, you know, and yeah, he might be able to bring it out there to, you know, for like a Mr. Hand kind of role. You know, I don't know. It, 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 it's you, you think about it, and and I'm not saying I'm, I'm on the wavelength of of, of uh, your your buddy, what you call it, but I think he has a a knack of you know because I think I know where he's going with it, you know. So yeah, I could see that though. I I could see that. I'm trying to think of like a movie wise that we can do like a recasting thing now, but I don't know what is. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say airplane, but I was like shit there's a lot of people there's like guest stars in there and everything so you can't really do it and plus there's kids in there too and we don't do a whole lot of i want to say like slapstick type stuff because it's it's a different type of actor that plays in those roles the one thing that we did talk about doing we haven't gotten around to it but it's been rolling around in the back of my head was doing an adam sandler recast so what we would do is we would take billy madison uh happy gilmore and the water boy and we would pick one actor to play yeah. the Adam Sandler role in each film, but then we would have to pick the other actors in the other films to go around him. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, he always has, like, uh, friends going around and, yeah. uh, you know, like, grown-ups and everything else. Uh, what was the one that I never figured it was an Adam Sandler movie? I forgot. It was uh, the, end, the End of Days? No, the End... Not End of Days, not the one with Ronald Schwarzenegger. No, there's one that has, like, old comedians oh yeah yeah funny people right? yeah uh no i mean it was something something the end it was like aliens are taking over the world or something like that and the comedians are running around there's they're in one uh it's like a mixture of the mist and like the end of the world oh so of, this is the end yeah this is the i think that's what it's called yeah yeah, yeah. i know that has like seth rogan and yeah like jonah hill jonah hill and and uh uh Kevin Hart, which is like a small role, wasn't like a thing. He got sucked into the hole. There was like this Indian uh, comedian as well. Um, they all play themselves, right? They're... Yeah, they all play themselves and everything else. And it was just like, hey, Noah, uh, yo, Jonah, what do you want to do? Like, we don't want to go anywhere. You know, but <laughs> it's just like funny. Like, shit. yeah, that one is like kind of hard to like, you know, nail somebody down to do a recast. I don't know how people do it. Like, oh, let's going to recast i mean you guys do it yeah but like say for hollywood to go and recast like an original movie or something and like oh we're gonna you know recast this person i'm like really well so i i got to interview uh eileen starger or starger she is a casting director in hollywood and she's done robin hood prince of thieves she did uh three men and a little lady she did uh, the first wives club you know, okay. So she's done some pretty decent sized movies and I was asking her about the process and she said, you know, there's so many factors to it because one you'll have the studio might have a contract with a particular actor or actress that they have to do like five movies with. So that's the first person they'll think of like, Oh, what okay. if we do this one with the rock or whatever. And then you'll have, after that, you have discussions, you have a creative, you know, you have the casting director, you have the producers, you'll have the director and they start throwing names out there. Like, okay, we read the script. Who do you think about this? Oh, I think Julia Louise Dreyfus. Eh, I don't really like her. What, what about this? And they start throwing names around until they come up with some people. 
And then they'll have certain roles where they audition those roles and they'll have people come in and they read and they videotape them reading. And, you know, then they'll have second callbacks and things like that. So yeah, it's a pretty big process to get a cast. And so that's why I don't want to like crap on anybody. When we do a recast, I'm not saying, Oh, you did a bad job casting this. No, no, it's a hard job, but it's more just like, Hey, it's fun. You know, it's 2022. Now it's 25 years later. Let's see who would we pick today. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm trying to, are you saying, so you're saying like 20 years, you know, like for the 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 recasting, recasting movies that are 20 years older. Yeah. So yeah, uh yeah, like you said, com- I'm, I'm all, I always know comedian ones because because it's like you know Police Academy. There's like a lot of people you can do with that. Well, but, one, one that we wouldn't do is because again, it's a small amount of people that you would recast. It's not a huge cast. Yeah. But a phenomenal movie, and this came out in two thousand or two thousand one. That's Gladiator. Uh, oh yeah. We, I mean, you know, who would we pick as Russell Crowe? You know, who would we the main character? You know, Weird Al. No. <laughs> well, I'm a, like I said, I'm a big Hugh Jackman fan. I think Hugh Jackman would be good there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's funny because Russell Crowe's Australian as well. Yeah. So it, it would fit. But you know, then uh, who who plays uh you know Joaquin Phoenix's role? You know, because he was great in that. Yeah, that one. I mean, nowadays, like you try to think of anybody, and it's just well, uh, and, again, and just off the top of my head, because Joaquin Phoenix in that movie came across as such a dickhead. Like you just didn't like him the minute you saw him on screen. And I yeah. think who's an actor that I get that vibe from? And I would probably go Edward Norton. It would be that kind of role. I was thinking Malkovich. Yeah, I mean, a little old for for that particular role. Yeah, but mm, that's true. Yeah, he was like the son of the emperor. Yeah, but you figure we call like now if I'm not saying CGI it, but I mean, uh, you know, people that do makeup and everything else, they do wonders with makeup and all that. So I don't know, maybe I don't know. I got to think about that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you can't really do uh, gremlins because gremlins. Well, you could. Yeah, it's, it's really not really puppets, comedy, though. huh? It's really the puppets were the star of that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and Hulk Hogan too, right. you know he's oh, in it too. Yeah, yeah, like oh, God. we're trying to watch a movie. You know, it's like oh, sorry, <laughs> but uh, no, but you got like uh, oh, which is the funniest shit? I mean, not the funniest. There is a movie called Hatchet, right? Okay. Has one, two, three, I think five, possibly five horror icons in this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you seen Hatchet or no? I haven't. No. Oh, okay. I can't really tell you. We call the the name, you know, the five icons. But there's Zach Galligan from Gremlins. Mm-hmm. He's in in the movie. He plays a sheriff. Uh, Sid Halk or Hike, uh, you know, House of a Thousand Corpses and all that. The clown. He's in the movie. Uh, Candyman, Tony Todd. He's in the movie. Uh, Robert, you know, uh, Robert England. You know, Freddy Krueger, he's in the movie. Uh, who else was it? Uh, Danielle Harris from Halloween, the, the younger girl. Now she's a little bit older. She's in the movie. Um, <laughs> you, you ever seen Grandma's Boy? Grandma's Boy, yeah. The guy that, that played uh, the, uh, the kid that, think, that thinks he's a robot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in the movie. There's all these, like, I know he's not really a horror icon, but 
like everybody else that you would figure that played in the and also um uh, uh the guy that played Jason on Friday the thirteenth, you know, Kane Hodder. He's in the movie as well, but he is not the killer. Well, actually, yeah, he is. You know, he plays uh the father of a kid that's deformed, which is Hatchet. But Hatchet is played by Kane Hodder as well. So he's doing double duty. So it, it, it's a really, the first one was really good. I liked the first one. Then they had second and third one, but then they had like, oh, the, the legend of, of Victor Crowley, which is Hatchet. That one was just fucking stupid. <laughs> and I hate to mention it that it's stupid, but I mean, honestly, you could do better with cinematography and, and whatnot. You know, the blood splatter is awesome, but you know it's fake. You know, like you know, the hand comes off, and I think it's, it's hard to stretch out any franchise. I mean, I'll give you an example. I love the original Fast and the Furious movie with Paul Walker and Vin oh, Diesel, yeah. and then they did Too Fast, Too Furious, which was Tyrese. And again, you're, you're like, "Where's Vin Diesel? This is stupid without Vin Diesel." Yeah. So then they did Tokyo Drift, which I actually that was pretty cool, and it was different. Yeah, I actually liked it too. Yeah. And then when they came up with the Fast and the Furious Four, and they brought Vin Diesel back, I was like, "All right, this is kind of cool too." But now they're on like number 10 and 11. And I'm like, all right, yeah. we're, it's too much now. Let's see. Like, was it John Cena's like the brother or something? Yeah. Of uh, Vin Diesel. I think um, Jason Momoa is in the movie as well. Um, there's a, a slew of others. I mean, even Shetty's Theon, which I love. If I can get her on the show. Oh. As a dream guest? Yes. Well, there's many dream guests. I mean, there's, there's Elvira. You know, I want to get on here and, uh, you know, and actually the, the guys from Broken Lizard. Yep. You know, that did all Super Trooper, Super Trooper 2, Beer Fest, you know, uh, Slime and I, Salmon. I, say, I didn't like uh, Club Dread. I thought that was horrible. Oh, I love Club, Club Dread. That's like the first one I've seen. Yeah. And that's like, it was just like awesome. But I didn't know it was like just a group and then they're going to do different movies. Like Beer Fest is like fucking awesome. They could play any kind of character. It's like they switch it up all the time. But I think the reason why I like Club Dread is because of Brittany Daniels. Okay. You know, she's in there. I'm like, even though she's a twin, I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> and and she's just like, she pairs up with one of the guys. Um, I forgot the name again. Uh, but he is supposed to be some kind of like masseuse. And he has like dreadlocks. He's a white guy with dreadlocks and everything else. And he knows everything about the pressure points. And oh, here's here's a you know relaxation thing. Like, oh yeah, it's the guy that played Farva is the uh yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like, well, do you know any sexual ones? It's like, oh yeah, of course, you know, here's this one. And it touches like the lip, and she's like, Oh fuck me. You know, <laughs> she was literally <laughs> Well, yeah. I said, so Brittany Daniels actually is a great, um, you know, one of those people that is like, a, I won't call him like a one hit wonder in Hollywood. I mean, I know yeah. she did like Dawson's Creek and the Babysitter's Club and things like that. Yeah. But, you know, she's really kind of like been in one or two movies and then you never hear from her again. Yeah. But just like you said, complete smoke show. And the other one that I think of like that is Shannon Sossaman, who was in um, 40 Days and 40 Nights, I think it was with uh, Josh Hartnett. He can't masturbate for a month or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. And she was the girl. And then she was also in A Knight's Tale. She was the female lead in A Knight's Tale. Yeah. But she did those yeah, like, two uh, movies and then you never hear from her again. But uh, Heath Ledger, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Oh wait, yeah, nice tail Heath Ledger, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. That that is another actor I love, but you know, gone too soon. Yep. Because his portrayal of the Joker, by far, I loved it. Even though I know it's a graphic novel of that Joker, mm-hmm. he fucking kicked it out of the park. And, and I don't know if you noticed, and I read about this that Jack Nicholson, when he did the first Joker on Batman, you know, the Batman uh, trilogy uh, stuff, even though, now folks, I know you're going to say, oh my God, that one really sucks. No, I mean, it's this, like, it's the most cinematic movie they made of Batman. The, the very first one, you know, the ones after that, eh. but then they got the Christian Bale doing the graphic more Batman that kind of relived it a little bit more. And then now Heath Ledrick jumps in to be the Joker. And that is just like, and I think he got an Oscar or whatever. I think. Yep. And, uh, uh, Jack Nicholson, getting right back to it. Jack Nicholson, he was talking to Heath Ledger and he goes, listen, he goes, you're doing this Joker. He goes, don't think anything of it. Don't get your far into it because that's just going to take over your life. Mm-hmm. He goes, I did it. And he goes, my life was been like the last year and a half of his life was just like a living hell. Mm-hmm. Like all this mental whatever. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah no, 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 no problem. You know, whatever i mean i don't know what happened with heath ledger you know i know he i know he passed away but i don't know from what and i should have looked it up myself but i you know he overdosed it huh he overdosed yeah yeah it's like you try you try not to want to listen you know hear that you know because he's so you know and he seemed like so well-mannered and everything i was like when you talk to him there pals he just like he does like the greatest role he was like um the order i think it was there was a movie you know, like where he played a priest and there was like a cult that's like underneath i think italy i think it was and or greece i'm not even sure whereabouts but uh there's like uh uh there, there's like this uh this guy that's like partnered with him and he was in Actually, you know, funny as it is, we call it, he played in the movie with Michael Keaton that wasn't Batman, but he was, uh, he played a musician. Uh, Tom, I mean, uh, Michael Keaton was a musician in the, in the thing was like, like a Frosty the Snowman kind of a movie. Oh, Jack Frost. Yeah. So, and then that guy that was like his, his best friend or something that was on the road and he always picks him up, goes and he was playing with Heath Ledger, you know, in that movie and all that. And it's just like, it was just like an awesome combination. You know, I know it's just, I know folks are like, well, I don't understand the whole correlation of it. It It's just how, you know, Heath Ledger is acting. And then I'm trying to put the person that goes, acts with him, but then he acted with somebody else that was in the same kind of movie they were in, you know. It's like, did- you know. You mentioned Jack Nicholson. Have you ever heard the story Jimmy Fallon talked about going to the baseball game with Jack Nicholson? No. So it is funny. So and anybody I recommend go on YouTube and look up Jimmy Fallon, Jack Nicholson. It's a funny clip. It's from uh, Coffee and Cars with Comedians with Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But he's telling Jerry Seinfeld the story and he says, uh, so I went to the Yankees game. It was me, Lorne Michaels, Jack Nicholson. Because you know Jack Nicholson is so cool, like you know his voice is his voice. Just yeah. you know it. And uh, he goes, "We all get something to eat: hot dog, beer." He goes, "I got um, a box of Cracker Jacks." And 
so he was jack leans over and he goes did you get your prize yet <laughs> and uh he goes so i hadn't and then i start digging i finally get the prize and it was like a sticker with a picture of a snake on it or whatever and jack goes you know in my day we used to get metal things like cars and tin whistles he goes then he looks out to the field and he goes now you get a picture of a fucking snake <laughs> <laughs> it was just so funny. Of course, Jimmy does a great impression of himself. Oh yeah, he does great impressions. Like the the show he does, we call it does like impressions. And somebody else, like he'll have uh the one that did like Stewie and and Peter Griffin and all them. So oh yeah, Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, so he, he's uh he does like you know good casting on both of uh you know and imitating him and everything else. But uh, folks, we're getting to the end, and you know we know where you can find Wayne, and you can find me. On Linktree, L I N K T R dot E E slash uh, Tattoo Squid Podcast. That's T A T S Q U I D uh, Podcast, all one word. Um, go on there for YouTube, uh, Anchor, where you know my platform is, and uh, a slew of other different stuff. You know, Breaker, whatever. And you go to um, you go to the store as well, which I've been trying to get people to buy. The shower curtains. I guess I guess shower curtains. Right. Yeah, there's shower curtains that look like this. And uh and there's a one with this face on there, you know. So it might be looking at people going taking a shower. Hello, how you doing? Yeah. You know, there's no video camera involved, people. I swear there's no video camera. Um and uh, what else is there? There's like um, a slew of different other stuff. And you can get a skateboard, you can get coffee mug, a latte mug, shirts, sweatshirts, whatnot. Um, but folks, if you do get the shower curtain, take a picture of it, put it on Twitter, tag me or tag me on Instagram, you know, go to go to tattoosquid.podcast on Instagram and just tag me on there. I want to see who gets it. So, but Wayne, thank you for being on the show. It's on uh, this, it's this Saturday, but it might come out probably in a month. Still got more more stuff to put out there, so you know how the deal goes. Oh yeah, well, I'm, I'm oh. happy to be on the show. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, cool. You know, I'm I'm very pleased that you know I, I try to get everybody to have fun on it. You know, it's like I know it's like I we can't really talk about ourselves. I don't know if we can do that or not. Yeah, we could, but everybody comes out and they're like, "Oh my god, it's so fucking good." You know, it's like folks, you never see it where a podcaster is talking to other podcasters about their show it's like a late night talk show host but like a podcasting thing so everybody has a good time everybody has fun you know if we can be able to do this face to face i mean we are but i mean face to face like you know like in a room and they're like hey you know maybe drink some coffee how you doing yeah <laughs> you know and i have the band in the background okay take us out you know but it's not gonna work because i had no money for it no way that's why we want people to buy our shit so we have money <laughs> do you have a place that you you sell yourself to uh do we have a place that we record you're saying or, or do you have like a place that you uh sell your uh merchandise oh no we haven't gotten to that it's it's something that'll be in the works i mean I have another couple of podcasts that we interact with. I have like a Patreon, so you can go on there and you pay like a monthly thing, but we don't uh, have anything set up yet. I figure once we hit a certain number of downloads and we feel like a certain number of people are interested, we might explore that option. Yeah. Uh, but for right now, we're trying to get as many people as we can for free. Yeah, yeah that's true. You know, I, I, I have a Patreon. I don't have it set up because I don't, I'm not uh, too savvy with like, you know, 
putting stuff on here. I'm like, I don't know. I still got to figure it out. So uh, I'm still figuring out about Twitch. I don't know. You know, it's like one of those people that, you know, tries to get everything going on and not really going so well. <laughs> but I'm having fun doing it. So it's always good. So, oh, it's always good to have fun. <laughs> but uh, folks, I'm going to talk to uh, Wayne a little bit more um, just to get it, you know, find out what, what he thinks about the show. And everybody have a good Saturday. It's the 18th um long island is kind of dark and windy feels like a september doesn't even feel like june so i don't know how it is in the in the new england country uh, it was like 60 today oh yeah yeah pretty much you know is it windy uh, i'm not sure i didn't go out a whole lot i think it was a little windy today all right so there's your forecast for today <laughs> from both sides you know you know around the east coast and all that we still get the same thing so, all right, folks, take it easy. And uh, I will talk to you on the flip side with another guest, probably. Uh, I don't know. I forgot who now. Well, my next one is going to be uh, Spectro. Wait a minute. Hold on. I got the name. Uh, Matt Spectro through the universe. Sounds like a superhero. But <laughs> we'll know on the next one, which is probably in about two hours from now. So, folks, take it easy. Have a good time. Drink responsibly. I'm still trying to find that Heineken that has no alcohol in it. Um, and that'll be it. All right, folks, take it easy.